0: Alhamdulillahi لله Wa والصلاة wa على ala man nabiya ba'da amma من A'udhu billahi min Bismillah ar-Rahman Wa zhkir fa inna zhikratan wa al-mu'mineen Subhanu bil-izzati amma Wa ala al-mursaleen Wa alhamdulillahi rambil alameen muhammad Wa our deen, there is a word called akhlaq, khuluq. It refers to a person's character, their attributes, their sifat. A person's khuluq are inside the batin of a person. They go deep inside the heart the very being of a person. In fact, the true determination of a person is their character. Now, in good times, most of us are on good behavior. But sometimes, even when everything in life is going just fine, even then we have some bad character traits. That is the topic of the. That's part two that we will do tomorrow, inshallah, in the madrasa, new maktab which is nearby here. Kanan. Madrasa. Hi. 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 All right. Then there's a second type of bad characteristics that happens to a person when they're in bad times. That is part one, that is tonight's talk. Now the Arabic word khuluq, which means attributes, those of you who know Arabic, there's another word called khalq or makhluq which means our very creation. So what was supposed to happen, that you have such good attributes, akhlaq and khuluq, that they become part of your khalk, they become part of your zat, Your sifat become part of your zat, your attributes become part of your essence. And the same way, if a person has a bad attribute, sometimes it defines who they are. For example, if somebody has the bad attribute of anger, then we start calling them an angry person. Then we just become known by their anger. It was a sifat. It was a character trait they had. But if they have it so much, so much, it becomes part of their zat. Mm. It becomes who and what they are. And then people stop looking at any other good thing they have. The only one thing they notice about that person is they have a lot of anger, and they start staying away. Hmm? You take it on because the looks so they don't. It oh, It's very tight. Oh, yes. There's a microphone you. Said Rasulullah وَسَلَّمَ on some of these bad attributes, for example, riyā. The Prophet ﷺ said, "I fear from my ummah nothing more." And there are many hadiths that start like this. In this hadith, I fear from my ummah nothing more than that they may fall into riyā, and that is a type of shirk e hidden shirk. So when a person has bad attributes, they end up having a hidden shirk. Now, how is anger? So I'm going to take two, three bad attributes tonight, and the rest I will do tomorrow inshaAllah. First one is anger. So if a person has anger inside them, why should this be called shirk al khafi shirk jali means that you have outward shirk, you have another ma'bood. You do the ibadah to something else, maybe fire, maybe statue. Alhamdulillah, we have iman, we have tawheed, we don't have that type of shirk. May Allah Ta'ala preserve us in that. shirk khafi means, somehow in some way, the status and honor or place that was supposed to be given only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are giving that same place to some type of ghayrullah. So anger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has the attribute of being able to be angry on somebody. This is in Arabic, it's called Ghadab. The Ghadab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why in Turut al-Fatiha what people say, غَيْرَ الْمَغْذُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ We don't want to be your maghzub. Because it is Allah Taala's right that he be angry on someone. So if Allah Taala can make somebody his maghzub, and then we become angry that we make somebody our maghzub, so that is the type of khafi the ulama mentioned that you were giving yourself the right of Allah. It's Allah's right to be angry with someone. And what has Allah told us in Qur'an? al <laughs> that those who swallow their anger. anin nas and then they pardon the people. And then Allah loves the people of Yuhibul Allah loves the people of Asan. So Allah Ta'ala told us in Quran to swallow our anger, to suppress our anger, not to act in anger, not to make a decision in anger, not to say anything in anger. It's only Allah Ta'ala's right that He could be angry with someone. Allahu Kabira. So the ulama mentioned that this is a type of shirki khafi. Then a second problem of anger is that anger takes away the gentleness in a person. And to be gentle, soft, kind with others what is one of the greatest sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu Allah Ta'ala mentions about the Prophet sallallahu Quran, wa bil in Qur'an وَبِالْمُؤْمَنِينَ رَوْفُ الرَّهِيمٌ That he was roof. Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala is ar-rauf the Karim sallallahu alayhi was soft, tender, affectionate, compassionate, and raheem, and merciful with believers. So that is the sunnah. So when a person is angry, has an angry personality, frustrated, vexation, hostility, enmity, malice, spite, hatred for others, all of these negative feelings are all root, the root is anger. Then they lose the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu Third problem is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَىٰ That the believers were supposed to be supporting companion brethren to each other. When a person is angry with someone, they don't feel like their brother. They don't feel like their companion. They don't want to support the person. They want to undermine the person, undercut the person. They try to be hostile, mean, have enmity towards the person. So they lose the attribute of the ummah. Allahu Akbar. All of this comes from anger. Shirki Khafi. Losing Sunnah. Losing the truth. Identity of being a member of ummah. And I'm mentioning this strongly tonight because a lot of us, we take these things very lightly. That okay, fine, I got angry, so what? I was justified in being angry. There's another problem. What people talk, they talk about justified anger. What does it mean? That what that person, they did something wrong to me. It's not like I got angry just like that. I got angry because they did something wrong to me. So I was justified in being angry. Okay? That's exactly the anger Allah Ta'ala was telling us to swallow. Wal Qadimin al-Ghair. Our justified anger. Even that the ulama said is shirki khafi. Why? Only Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala can be justly angry with someone. You see when we want that Allah Ta'ala send his Rahmah and His mercy upon us on the day of judgment, what does it mean? that Allah Ta'ala, you are every right to be angry with me because I did so many sin, I missed so many salah, I hurt so many people. It's your haq to be angry with me, but I want your rahmah. What does Rahmah mean? I want your mercy, what does that mean? I want you to wave, I want you to forgive your justified anger on me and send me into Jannah anyway. Hmm. I messed up, you are rightfully to be angry on me, but I want you to forgive me anyway. That's called Rahmah. And that's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to be with fellow believers. That's called Af. That's what wa afina That's how Allah wants us to be. That you only forgive and pardon someone When they truly did something wrong to you. Yes, you have been wronged. But you're supposed to forgive them, you're supposed to pardon them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, between the believers, you must make sulh. Sulhah was what? Yes, there's a problem. They hurt each other. They betrayed each other. They were disloyal to each other. What does Allah ta'ala want? That they should forgive it and pardon it and move on. Allah ta'ala wants with husband and wife. There should be sulh. Maybe husband wronged wife, maybe wife wronged husband. Allah doesn't want it to go into talaq, into divorce. If they say, no, I'm justified, of course you're justified. Yes, you made a mistake. She said, I'm justified. Yes, you're justified. He you made a mistake. But Allah is training in so many different ways. Now you can see from so many examples I gave you from Quran. Allah t'ala wants you to waive your justified anger. Yes, you will feel angry. But you should suppress it. You should control it. You should forgive the other person. You should pardon the other person. Now, another thing about anger And the Prophet ﷺ said That if you are merciful to others Then Allah will be merciful towards you Have rahmah to others Allah will have rahmah towards you And again I told you one meaning of rahmah Forgive your legitimate rights and anger and grudges over others And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his legitimate anger over you. Allah Akbar, Kibira. And this can be the greatest motivation. And yet we should make. So if somebody wrongs us, we say, okay, Allah, Ta'ala, I'm feeling the anger. It's coming inside me. <clears throat> they were mean to me. They hurt me. They betrayed me. But Allah, I'm going to forgive that person for your sake. And I want you to forgive me for all the times I also messed up in my relationship with you. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Now that's a great motivation to swallow your anger. Hmm? And that's the deal Allah SWT is making. That's what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying. Be merciful towards others, Allah will be merciful towards you. And as you conceal the faults of others, Allah will conceal yours. Allahu hmm? Akbar. All of this, so many ayat, hadith, all of this is trying to train a person. Don't become angry. Then there's another reason sometimes people get angry, is they're frustrated because what they wanted, what they wished, what they desired, it didn't happen. So maybe they're not angry at somebody in particular. They're just generally angry. They're in a bad mood. They say Urdu and So they're not really angry at somebody. They're just angry. Period. So then the question: How am I supposed to There's no one to forgive. I'm just angry. <laughs> If I was angry at someone, I can forgive that someone, and the anger goes away. But this is a different type of anger. I'm just in a bad mood. Allahu Akbar. Kibira. So why does this happen? Because somebody's desire didn't happen. So there's three types of desires. One is haram desire. Allahu Akbar. But this is a very bad anger. So a person had haram desire. Like sometimes it happens. You will see they want to do some sin. So Allah Ta'ala protected us on Saturday night, we're in masjid. Otherwise, you know Saturday night is the night of sin. Hmm? And they want to do some sin, and they make a plan, and it doesn't succeed. So they get frustrated, they're angry, they're in a bad mood. You show up on Monday back to work, they're in a bad mood. You say, what happened? Oh, I had a terrible weekend. Why? Because the plans of sin weren't able to be happen. They couldn't pursue it. Hmm? So obviously we're mu'mineen, so the only way to get rid of this anger is you have to make Tawbah from that haram desire. You should never have wanted that in the first place. And now on top of it you are frustrated and angry because you didn't get what you wanted. Hmm? So the way out of this anger is to make Tawbah from the haram desire. Then there's a second type of desire which is halal desire. Halal mubah. Any permissible thing. I wanted something. I wanted the promotion. I didn't get it, the colleague got it, I'm in a bad mood. Hmm? Right? Halal desire. Okay. Mubah, not dini, not a good thing either, just a neutral, permissible thing. Alright, the way to get out of this anger is you should remember that it's Allah's decision. It's Allah's decree. It's Allah's, you know, what we call as our takdeer. It's Allah Ta'ala decides risk of a person So if there's something you wanted And it was permissible for you And fine, you tried for it But you didn't get it It means Allah Ta'ala didn't want you to get it And if you're still angry understanding that Allah, that means you're angry with Allah You're angry with Allah Then there's a third type of anger made a third type of desire Which is halal desire And tayyib desire Means dini desire a desire for deen Hmm? sometimes that also happens to people so sometimes you'll have a young man and he comes closer to Allah a young woman comes closer to Allah and then they want Okay, now I'm going to pray Fajr I'm going to pray Tahajjud I'm going to read Quran I'm going to do this and after a few days they slip and then a few days they go back to sin and they get angry they get frustrated right? they get fed up why? But it was a good thing. They wanted a Dini, pure halal tayptic. They had a good wish. But they couldn't get it. And they get frustrated. You would think that the worst one was the haram desire, medium one was the halal dunya desire, and the best one was this Dini desire. But this is the worst one to be angry about. Because if there's something about Deen that you wanted alhamdulillah, but then you couldn't get it, right? So always remember everything in deen, dunya even, maybe you can get on sometimes on the basis of your effort. Deen is always given by Allah swt Deen is the dayen of Allah swt Deen is the inayah of Allah subhanahu It's from the fazl and karam and tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا تَوْفِيكِ إِلَّا So that actually you're really angry at Allah. <laughs> there's nothing, no one else that you could be angry about, no other being except with Allah SWT so then a person should be humble and think maybe maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was maybe Allah is showing me a lesson hmm? I thought I was going to be like this and I was going to be like that but no problem, I will keep trying and I will try again and I will try more, and I will try harder and I will keep trying maybe Allah is testing me how bad do you really want it! You say, I made toba from the sin, and I cried even. And I still understand why sometimes people talk like this—that I fell back into sin. Why didn't Allah Taala help me? They get frustrated. They don't understand. I said last year Ramadan, I made so much toba. I made firm intention. I would never go back to that sin. And then a few months later, I find myself back in that sin, and they get frustrated. Hmm? And that's a very pure desire to escape sin stay in desire but you can't let yourself get frustrated you have to keep trying keep trying, keep trying you can't let any anger and negative emotion come so the cure of this is to number one have tawakkul on Allah Taala. trust Him it's not me who is going to get me out of the sin it was Allah Ta'ala who was going to take me out of the sin and maybe I have to cry more Maybe you have to make more tawbah. Maybe one hajj wasn't enough. Maybe one Ramadan wasn't enough. So okay Allah I'm ready. I can cry my whole life over my sin. I can try to make sadda to my whole life extra to please you. I can give my whole life for this. Second cure is for this type of anger is to make sugar to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Then Ya Allah, okay, maybe I didn't get this particular Dini desire that I wanted. But there's so many other things mm. you've given me in deen. The gift of iman. You gave me gift of salah. You allowed me even to make one sajda. Allah Ta'ala allowed us even to take His name Allah. Even that we could spend our whole life doing shukar. It wouldn't be enough to thank Allah for this. For we to take Allah Ta'ala's name. This tongue that has spoken lies. This tongue that has said curses. This tongue that has said so many things. How could this tongue take Allah Ta'ala's name? So do shukr for the deeni things mm. you have. Then the anger will go away. Because then you realize that okay, maybe outwardly apparently Allah Ta'ala has not yet given me tawfiq to do whatever good deeni desire I had. But so, so much that He has given me tawfiq to do. There's so many things that I've been able to do only to the fuzzle and karme of Allah S.W.T. <gasps> then if a person doesn't realize this, this importance of curing anger, then I want to show you that there is big fitna that can come out of anger. Big fitna that comes out of anger. Fitna number one, murder. 99% nine, nine of people who are murdered is because of anger. They started with anger and it ended up in murder. Allah Akbar Kabeerah, big fitna. Second fitna, divorce. Majority cases of divorce was because of anger. First, they were angry with each other. Then they became more angry with each other. Then they said divorce in a state of anger. Allah Akbar Kabeerah, murder due to divorce. anger. Divorce due to anger. Hmm? Harsh words that you hurt somebody and you can never take those words back. But your anger, harsh decision, If somebody in a rage makes a decision. It's the wrong decision. You can never take it back. And then you have to face the consequences of all of these things, even after the anger will go away. Eventually you will cool down. Hmm? But the decision you made when you were hot, you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck with it. Allah Akbar many times it happens that women, may Allah Ta'ala protect them and protect men from doing such a wrong thing, they get divorced in a fit of anger. And the man also says, Shaykh, Mufti, get any fatwa from me. Huh? What did you do? I gave wife lock in anger. So what do you want me to do? Give me fatwa that it's not lock. Why? Because it was in anger. Allah Akbar. Did anybody who gave lock to wife was happy? <laughs> Allah Akbar. It's like telling the judge, I, you know, I did murder but I was angry. But you did murder? But I was angry. <coughs> did anybody did murder when they were happy with the person? Well, how can we get you off from the murder? Foolish question, right? You should have learned to control your anger. Hmm? So much fitna comes from anger. Parent-child relationship, brother-brother relationship, neighbor-neighbor relationship being spoiled because of anger, 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 anger. Allahu Akbar And go back again Keep repeating, with Allah They swallow the anger and they forgive other people. Hmm? It's a major teaching of deen. Major teaching of deen. Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. he said that anger is cowardice. It's not to be brave. The person who is angry is actually a coward. It's a weakness. Hmm? it's not a sign of strength hmm? it's a sign of weakness so it's a very dangerous thing a very dangerous thing to have anger now some more cures of anger from the Sunnah the Prophet Wasallam gave different cure one to say you know what we call the to, to say why? So the ulama they commented, is because either the anger is because of shaitan, he initially likes the anger, or the person got angry because of their nafs, even then shaitan will come and try to fan the flames. He will try to make the person more enraged. So wherever there is anger, you will find shaitan. Allahu <laughs> akmar. So the Prophet he told us, Whenever you feel anger and you're having difficulty controlling it, suppressing it, say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaytan Allahu Akbar. Second, he said, صلى الله عليه وسلم, that if you feel the anger and you can't control it, then change your position. So if you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. And it's a general teaching. It can mean also leave the room. Exit the situation. Stop the discussion. Don't continue in the argument. Stop. Hmm? If you continue in the argument, you might say the talak word. You continue in the argument, you may punch. You might get into violence also. Violence also comes from anger. Because that's another fitna. So much of violence is just due to anger. Allahu Akbar Kabir. So Sayyidina Rasulullah <laughs> said, Leave. Change position, change situation Change the place And the ulama they added one cure And that is That you should recite salawat Durut Sharif Allahumma salli anasir Muhammad Why? Because they said that When you send salawat on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You are reaffirming that you are his Ummati and inshallah Allah will put his gentleness Into your heart Allah hmm? akbar, his gentleness and softness and kindness and humility. That when you recite salawat as an escape from the anger, and you make dua Ta'ala, he is my Nabi. I am his Ummati. My Nabi was one who never had anger, even on his enemies. Allah Akbar. I mean, you think about, you go back to what I said about justified anger, who had the right to be angry? Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had a right to be angry against Hinda. And washi, because of what they did to his beloved uncle, Sayyidina Hamza really Allah hmm? But he didn't, he wasn't angry. <laughs> he wasn't angry with them. He had right to be angry on the mushrikeen of Makkah Makkah after Fatih Makkah. Why? Because they kicked him and his beloved sahaba out of Makkah Makkah. He had right to be angry, rightful anger, justified anger. But he didn't have it. That's sunnah. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. So when you recite salawat, in that moment, with this niyat, I want to connect myself to his sunnah. I want to feel the way he used to feel. I want to have his akhlaq. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, that Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam is an khulqan adib That he has tremendous character, tremendous attributes, tremendous behavior. Allahu hmm? akbar then Once in one hadith One sahabi he came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said Give me some advice And the Prophet says Do not become angry He said give me some advice Second time do not become angry Third time give me some advice Third time do not become angry End of hadith so, One message given in this hadith Do not become angry Allahu Akbar three times Sayyidina Rasulullah he repeated this Then another danger another Allah another danger of anger listen to this very carefully when you have negative feelings in your heart for creation when you have negative feelings in your heart for makhluk, for creation, it will be hard for you in your heart to have positive feelings for khalik. In other words, if you have anger in your heart towards makhluk, it will be hard to love Allah in that same heart. How can that same heart have negative hostility, ghil, malice, and also have love for Allah? You lose it. Allah Akbar, now what a price to pay. <laughs> I'm angry at this person and that's going to cost me my ability to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not eliminate, but hamper, reduce, restrict, lessen your ability to feel positive feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you have negative feelings for creation. Now, I'll show you one more ayah to show you how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala values the person who does not, you know, swallows the anger. Allah wa ta'ala says in وَالَّذِينَ يَجْتَنِبُونَ كَبَائِرُ الْإِثْمِ وَالْفَوَاحِشَ And those people who stay away, number one, al الإِثْمِ means major sin. So this is a very good thing, very high status, right? This is a wonderful thing. Those people who stay away from all major sin second wal they stay away from all shamelessness bihaya they stay away from lust and desire staring at a fantasizing about haram they stay away from all of that it's means to completely stay away so these are great people right number 1 wal ladina yastanibuna kaba'ir ithmi. number 2 wal and number 3 wa ma ghadibu hum And whenever they get angry, they chose to forgive anyway. (laughs) Allahu Akbar. So when you get angry, you choose to forgive anyway, it's at the same rank as staying away from the major sin, qaba'ir al-ismi. It's at the same rank of staying away from fawahish, from all lustful and crude behavior. Same rank is given to that person that when they get angry, instead, they choose to forgive. Allahu hmm? Akbar Now all of us, this is something that we make dua for, right? Let Allah take me out of sin. The second thing is something we make dua for. Let Allah take me out of my shameless act, my lustful gaze. And the third one, we don't make dua for that. Hmm? So we have to understand when Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has put all three together in the sequence in Quran al-Karim, that means that staying away from anger is a very big thing, a very big thing. Allahu Akbar. So there was a great Shaykh, his name was Shaykh Ashraf al-Talibiy al and he had a student, his name was Shaykh Wusiullah al-Habadi al and Shaykh Rasulullah said all of the explanation of anger that all the ulama gave, put it all on one side and he said put this one ayah on one side. He said this one verse of Qur'an should be enough for us to motivate and inspire our heart to leave all anger entirely. Lord, because These people were deep. They really felt Qur'an. One verse of Qur'an it would hit their heart. It would motivate and inspire their heart. <coughs> so This is the first bad attribute, which is anger. Hmm? That we must stay away from this attribute of anger. And last thing, one more thing I forgot to mention. That when a person becomes angry with others. Even if they have some type of sunnah, outward sunnah, they will lose the nur of that sunnah. Because in reality they are not worthy of that sunnah, because they don't have the batin sunnah, they don't have the heart of the Prophet وسلم, they don't have the character of the Prophet وسلم, they don't have the feelings and morals of the Prophet وسلم, so they will just be a shell, just a shell, hmm? without a spirit, just a skeleton. Without his ru'ah, without his spirit. So there's no value in that type of sunnah. Hmm? No matter how beautiful the Prophet wasallam's outward form was, even more beautiful than that was his inner heart and his character and his behavior. Hmm? In fact, this is a beautiful dua that Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam used to make. You to make du'a that, O oh Allah, make my outward form virtuous. And make my inner self virtuous. And then third part du'a, make my inner self more virtuous than my outward appearance. Allahu akbar. So it starts, yes, maybe the first thing you make your outer form virtuous. Second, make my inner self virtuous. And third, make my inner self more virtuous than my outer form. Very few people left like that on earth. Hmm? Ajib, dua of Nabiya sunnah So where to begin on all of this, simply speaking, at least if we cannot stop feeling anger, the first place to begin is at least never act on that anger. If you can't control the feeling... Okay, at least when you feel the anger Don't make any action Due to that anger Okay, I will do one more for you tonight Inshallah And the rest we'll have to do tomorrow Second one we will do tonight is called hasad hasad, Envy I'd like to explain this also to you What I told you Is that these are the bad attributes That a person has in bad times when they're frustrated, hmm? when things are going against them, when they're in some difficulty, some test, they get angry. And the second thing that happens when they look at others who aren't going through that difficulty, they have hassid for them. So what does hassid mean? In English, it's called envy and jealousy. Hasid means number one to be upset. You can say angry. Allah Ta'ala has given somebody else some na'mah, some bounty and blessing. And number two, that you want that they should lose that bounty and blessing. Allahu Akbar, you want them to be deprived, mahrum of that bounty and blessing. That is what Like Iblis, when he saw that Allah Ta'ala gave Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam the special status and told the angels to do sajdaah, he was upset. Number one, he was upset. Why did Adam get this status? And number two, I want him to lose this status. First was, why did he get the status? So he disputed with Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, you made me from fire, you made him from earth. Okay, when he failed in his attempt, and Allah Ta'ala kept Adam on that status, and did not give status to Iblis, then came second part of Hasid. I want him to lose that status. And he took custom It's in Quran. He took custom to Allah Ta'ala. I will spend my entire life trying to make Bani Adam go straight. To make them lose that status. Allah Ta'ala said, Bani Adam. Allah Ta'ala said, we have given honor to Bani Adam. And Iblis wants to spend his whole life. And you know how long he asked Allah, Allah Ta'ala, give me a reprieve until Yom Al-Qiyamah. Give me such a long life. <laughs> Thousands of years give me life. Why? Because I want to remove them from that status you give them. Akbar hmm? Now you understand what hasad is. Big evil. Again, shaitani evil. Actually, another way you can understand from Qur'an. All of you know this because it's in the last part of Qur'an. Min Sharri Hasidin ida hasad. So Allah Ta'ala is saying that this shar means evil. So the evil of the person who has envy is so evil that you can only ask Allah for refuge. A'udhu. You must seek refuge in Allah because it's such a big evil. Allahu So what does it mean if anytime me and you have even small amount of hasad, envy, jealousy for someone else, that means we became that hasad who Allah Ta'ala is telling the whole world in Qur'an, that they're evil, and you must seek protection in me, from the evil of that person. But we don't want to be the hasad. We don't want to be that person in that verse. The moment he has envy. Ya Allah, he hasn't done anything yet. Evil. He hasn't tried to undermine me yet. Evil. He hasn't tried to undercut me yet. The moment he feels a drop of envy, It's such a big evil That only protection can only be sought from Allah Allahu Akbar Kabira. And this is also very widespread Very widespread Even sometimes amongst family members One brother-in-law gets a bigger car Other brother-in-law feels envy Allahu Akbar And you can just imagine You can just think so many examples like that now, let's do the same order. So, first point. Why is Hasid Shirki Khafi? How is Hasid Shirki Khafi? Number one. It's a type of Shirk because this person is upset at Allah Ta'ala's distribution. So, Allah Ta'ala is the distributor of risk. He decides who gets what bounties. And this person is saying, no, this person should not have this bounty. So, he's trying to take the place of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? He wants to deprive the person whom Allah Ta'ala gave. Second, sometimes the person who has hasad wants to disgrace the other person. And Allah Ta'ala taught us in the Quran, تَعِذُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ Allah Ta'ala, you give izzah honor to whomever you want, and you disgrace whomever you want, but this person wants it. Why did this person get this honor? I want him to be stripped of that honor. I want him to be disgraced instead. Hmm? Then, when you want to. Then sometimes the person who has hasadi is such burning envy, so when he realizes that, okay, there's nothing I can do to get this bounty taken away, so then he tries another tactic. Okay, fine. This person will have whatever bounty they have that I don't want them to have. So what I should do is I should expose some other fault in them. Right? So they got the promotion. I'm jealous. So I'll go and tell everybody in office, oh, you know, he got the promotion. But did you know that he did X, Y, Z? They will reveal something to shame that person because they're upset at the honor that person got. That's also a type of shirk. Allah Taala as Allah ta'ala concealed that. You want to reveal what Allah has concealed? Allah Akbar Kabeerah? Hmm? But the Hasid, he doesn't think. He can't, he can't, you can't talk sense to him. Because he's burning so much with this feeling of envy. And this is the example Sayyidina Rasulullah <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wa given hadith that haṣad burns means incinerates, obliterates. good deeds, the same way that fire burns dry wood. It's a very particular type of wood because it burns very quickly. Hmm? Hassad burns away the good deeds the same way that fire burns away the dry wood. Now that's so, it's such an ironic tragedy. The person hmm. who had hasid, he wanted the other person to be deprived, but actually by feeling hasid, he himself is being deprived. He wanted the other person to lose the worldly blessing Instead he is losing his amal, salat, his religious blessing, his religious deeds. Allah Akbar achieved the way Allah Ta'ala punishes people according to the crime. Hmm? Crime was you wanted him to be deprived, punishment, you will be deprived. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah is great. Hmm? You had Hassan, you wanted him to be deprived, you will be deprived you wanted him to be deprived of worldly blessing, you will be deprived of your spiritual blessing. You will lose your amal as which you did, and now you will use them. Allahu <laughs> Akbar Then sometimes a person asks a question, what about the case that if somebody got that bounty and blessing, but in a wrong way, they misacquired it, you know, they broke the sharia to get it, So yes, and that's not Hassan, that's something different. That somebody did something wrong, right? And they got some worldly blessing, but through some unlawful means. Then in that case, yes, you have to try to correct. Maybe it was oppression, maybe they did it through violence, right? They did it through zulma. So yes, that has to be corrected. That has to be corrected. And then there's even a worse situation, that somebody acquired a blessing, maybe even lawfully but then they misuse that blessing to hurt other people so yes in that case what the ulama wrote is that number one you should first do islah you should try for islah, you should try to mend, help the person mend their ways right? stop misusing the blessing and if they don't stop their misuse then you can make dua and Allah Taala. if they're not going to stop their misuse and take away this blessing from them. For example, maybe somebody Allah give them money, and then he goes gambling, and he blows away all his money, and it's hurting his wife and his children, right? So first you should try to help the person, right? Try to get him out of it. But if they don't listen, they don't listen, then you can make dua. Allah Ta'ala then don't give him this so much money. Because he's clearly not capable of handling this blessing. Instead, he's misusing this blessing, so it would be better for him not to have the blessing. All right. So these are some two exceptional cases. All right. And again, hasad is something that a person feels when they have, when they are in bad times. Okay. So cure for hasad. All right. It's very rare that a person has hasad in good times. When a person's happy, you can see other people happy also. No problem. When you're unhappy, it's hard to see other people happy. But that's very stingy. This is bukhul. This is a type of stinginess. You, others can only be happy when you're happy. And if you're unhappy, they should also be unhappy. Hmm? This is not. This is, you can see when I'm opening this up for you, you can see why this is really a shad, why this is really an evil thing. Okay? First cure is to try to convert your hasad into what is called a dhibta yupta means that no, no, I don't want that person to lose it, but I wish I had it also, okay, that's okay Allah Ta'ala gave somebody some blessing maybe dunya, maybe deen you're happy to have it, and you make to Allah Ta'ala, I wish I had it also fine, second cure is to do humd and shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you say why, I don't have the blessing he has it Listen to me very carefully. It's a big mistake we make that we think that we should only do shukr for the blessings that we have. Actually, you should, even you should do shukr to Allah for the blessings that other people have. For example, let's say you're a father, like I'm a father. You see another father and he has a young boy, maybe nine years old. And you see, mashallah, that nine-year-old boy, he comes into masjid and you see he's praying. With concentration, not fidgeting. And you see that he sits and reads Quran. Right? He's not your son, he's somebody else's son. But you do shukr to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, all hummed, all praise, all shukr is to you that you put love for your deen in this young boy's heart. Hmm? If you do that, do shukr to Allah for other people's blessings, then Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, لئن شكرتم that if you are grateful to me, I will increase you. And maybe Allah will make your nine-year-old child also be pious, or your two-year-old child be pious when he becomes nine. Hmm? This is a big, also stinginess we have. We barely do shukur of our own blessings. Hmm? We're ungrateful, even for the blessings Allah gave us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ ash الشُكُورٌ That the very few of my creatures and slaves who will truly be grateful to me, but actually, deen wants we should be grateful to Allah for any blessing that came on any member of the ummah. So that person has a bounty. Instead of envying them for that blessing, do shukr to Allah Ta'ala that He gave that person that blessing. And you might even get the blessing yourself because of that shukr. You understand? So I, you, Then you just, if you understood this, you realize that shukr is much wider than we thought. Much wider than we thought. And this creates love and appreciation between hearts. And it will enable you to notice and appreciate the good things in people, because you will be thanking Allah for putting the good things in other people. Another cure is to have haya in front of Allah. What does it mean? I'm almost done. Shame in front of Allah. Allah, I'm feeling this envy inside me. I'm so embarrassed. Nobody else can see it in me. Nobody can see the hasad in you, right? It's hidden. Like I told you, these attributes are in your batir. Nobody else knows. But Allah, you know. And I'm so embarrassed and ashamed in front of you. So please, Allah, take this hasad out of my heart. So to make dua to Allah Ta'ala, to cure us of that feeling of hasad. And the last cure is related to the person, is that you should praise that person, publicly and privately the one you're feeling hasad towards you should treat them well respectfully, kindly you should make dua to Allah Taala for them even though you're feeling hasad Allah increase them in their blessing grant them janatul for those grant them every happiness that they ever could desire it will be hard for you to do it but you have to force yourself to make dua like that Then the ulama even said you should assist them and help increase them in that blessing. Allah Akbar. For example, you have jealousy that, oh, he got the promotion next day. Or you say, okay, he got the promotion, but I'm I'm really the one in the team who does all the work. I did all the work, he took all the credit. Do you feel jealousy? Next day, go to the boss and say, oh, you know, boss, he is such a wonderful worker. So they'll be stunned. Oh, you're praising him. Hmm? Increase them. Try to assist and increase them in the blessing that they have. all right? And the last thing cure which is for both of them, for both hassan and anger is ajib. And that is that you should try to turn away from the world and only remember Allah s. because many times the reason why we feel anger and envy to people in creation, it's because we're noticing too much in creation. We're too involved in the world. We're too concerned about who has what in the world. And if we were to focus more on our ibadat, more on our zikr, more on Akhirah, to turn away from the world, we would care less about who has what blessing. Hmm? We wouldn't be so angry with people because we'd be worried about the Day of Judgment. So the more a person is focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more a person is focused on akhirah, the more a person is focused on Yom Al-Qiyamah, the less prone and less susceptible they will be to anger and hassad. And if they are hardly thinking about Allah ta'ala, hardly thinking about akhirah, hardly thinking about Yom Al-Qiyamah, always thinking about Dunya, always thinking about Makhluq, then they are in high risk of falling into envy and hassad. So these were two of the attributes we mentioned tonight and inshallah we'll mention a few more tomorrow night but I hope you realize that this is a very important topic. Very important topic because this is destroying us from the inside. It's the sickness that we have inside of us and to cure ourselves of this inner sickness that in our deen is called tazkiyah. May Allah give us tawfiq to purify our heart and purify our character according to the teachings of deen wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillah